What's up, guys? Take two. Welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show. Don't I'm Tim. Nod. Do not nod at me. I'm Tim Geddes. Don't nice. nod at me. Fucking Kevin. What? This is no you, taxation himself. You guys. Paul Moriarty. The most underrated duo of Kind of Funny. Looking like a broke down Sith. I like it. It, it brings up the red, kind of brings out your like hate. <laughs> Looking like a broke down Sith Lord. No, didn't quite make it. Well, what Dropped would you out of Sith school. Darth, Darth Taxes. <laughs> Darth, Darth Taxation. Darth Misery. Yes, Darth Misery. Now, uh, it's good to be here. I'm never on the show anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm still trying to figure out where, like, this was on my desk this morning. It's a real, can we have the one, please? It's a real Make America Great Again hat. Now, it was on my desk this morning. Was it really? I was like, yeah. I was and like, then you gave it to me? Well, I was like, well, you know, vote your conscience, so. I did vote my conscience. I, I know. Wait a minute. Hold on. You didn't play so the what, game. So what's the origin of this shit? Oh, shit. It's a real Make America Wait a minute. Hold on. Holy crap. What happened? There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, where did it come from? I don't know, but the funny I thing. Assumed, I assumed that you got it and gave it to me as a practical joke. No, I wouldn't do that. That's too expensive. Now, the funny thing about it is it says Made in China. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on the hat. But Kevin, I was wondering, you should probably put it on. I don't see why. And go ahead. It's a snap no, bag. You, you put should it put it on. You no, should put it on. No, I'm not going to put this hat on. It'll match your little outfit. Your little Darth outfit. Ooh. I can't put That's it on. weird, though. I wonder what the, what the origin of this is. We'll put it here for the entire show. I'm sure that won't be taken out of context. If we must. I mean, if we, we if really we, must. we really don't have to. I'll I mean, I didn't say we had to do anything. I don't, we, none of us even have to do the show right now. No, I think that we do have to do that. Part of your job. Look how big he is. Yeah. I don't like it. Kevin, put the hat on. No. I'm technically your boss. Yeah, no, I Nick's my boss. Everyone else is the owners of my company. Nick would absolutely tell you to put this hat on, though. And yet he couldn't if he wanted to. You know what I mean? Well, the hat's not going anywhere. I can't dematerialize the hat. No, so okay. one day we're going to get it. We're going to get it onto your fucking head. Your I, I really Where doubt it. Where the fuck did the hat come from? Like, I'm who assuming. Because here's the thing. Someone must have sent it to, to the, the... Oh, okay. That's... But Oh, there's, there's no, no way box. Greg did this. No, Greg wouldn't do this. this oh, isn't a Greg you know what? Maybe yeah, Greg Nick, bought man. it. Maybe Greg bought it for the um, Australian thing. Oh, that would be funny. And then that it would have been funny. It didn't come in time, and he's just been holding it. That sounds right. That would have been fucking that awesome. Sounds if you right. wore this in Australia. We definitely played the heel role in Australia and and trumped it up a bit. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> seeing one of these for the first time, like uh, someone in California wearing one. Before he was like anything at all, and I was like, "That's an interesting hat." I mean, it's the like worst design in the world. Like, I understand that we're a company that, for our first year and a half, our logo was an impact. Hey, font. whoa, 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 whoa! But like, we rock that shit. What is this fucking area? Wait, Kevin, Kevin, someone had a good idea. Put your face back on, and don't move. Oh God, don't move, Kevin. There. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fly, Kevin. This it's is the fly, fly Kevin. Because he's like a fly. I hate this. You need to fix that, like. I know. I, I, I just saw issues. that, too. There's issues. He trademarked it years ago, says Steve, Steve O. Matkick. I'm sure he made a lot of money on these hats. Yeah, God. What is, what a, we should have sell a. What a sh- did, what, didn't we have an idea made. to sell a, 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 a. Make the Vita great again. Make Vita great again, yeah. yeah. Which we should still do. Didn't pan out. I mean, it would be a great hat, though. <laughs> it would be a great hat. <laughs> How you doing, Colin? I'm all right. Yeah. Tired. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. I feel it in my face area, you know? Mm. Had that itchy throat. I had a bunch of nightmares a couple nights ago, and I think it was because I was sick. I didn't like it. Night terrors? Yeah, night, I was waking up. I haven't, like, had that type of problem in years. I have, I stopped, or what, played through Fatal Frame 2. I haven't talked to anyone about this, but I keep having, like, dreams mm-hmm. with The Rock. Uh-huh. Of just him being mean. Oh, like, coming to Kind of Funny Live 3 and just being, being mean. Being I'm scared, guys. I can't imagine I, him being a mean person. Yeah, no, me I, yeah, I can't imagine it either. But like, I also couldn't imagine you guys being mean and came real easy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. But Colin, so I've had a lot of nightmares. But I also had a dream that like I Martin don't Luther think, King Jr. Yes, yeah, it's very similar. Actually, right. it's like a little uncanny. Right. Like I don't think that you are the the target audience for this dream, but right. I feel like you might appreciate aspects of it. Okay. So you know me. I scheme a lot. I think yeah. a lot. I'm always planning and like trying to like accomplish more than I'm capable of. Mm. Um, mm. In my dream, I it was me and Nick, mm. and we were at CBS. Mm. Like in here? Uh, no, 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 like no. Like the real, CBS, the real CBS, the real CBS. And we were pitching them on a reality show. Okay. And they're like, "Here's the thing: the reality show can't have to do with you," which was really hard for me to right. fathom and deal with, right? But I, I've been watching a lot of The Bachelor. This has kind of been a, an ongoing thing mm. in my life the last couple of weeks. Mm. So I've been in this this world of like reality TV, of dating stuff, because that's where the drama comes from. Right, right, drama is what people are here for. Who gives a fuck who wins and whatever? It's right, about right, right. the drama of the right, interactions, right. right? And I was like, how do we maximize drama? So me and Nick came up with a pitch, the perfect pitch for a reality show for CBS. It goes a little something like this. 30 contestants, right? No one ever gets eliminated. They're all there for a month in a giant mansion. Okay. okay. 30 contestants. And what's the goal? Who wins? I don't know. We, we'll figure that part out later. Like right. Maybe if you're coupled up by the end, you get money or I don't know. Ah, we'll have to figure out the semantics of it. But the concept is you start with one person, right? The second person is that person's ex. The third person is the second person's ex. Oh. The fourth person, and so on and so on. So everybody has at least one ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, at least one. I'm sure we'll get some fun over right, right, right. And those are storylines that'll develop. I like that. Right? That's interesting. Okay. And the, the person was like, that sounds a lot like high school. Everyone's just dating each mm-hmm. other. And I respond, exactly. The name of the show, High School 2. Oh. Oh, shit. So yeah, I thought this out. And then I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm a fucking genius. So yeah, I, I'm pretty proud of myself for having a, a fairly fully thought out plan. What was the nightmare? In my dream. Oh, uh, the nightmare was like, I, it was one of those things where just a lot of scary shit was happening. Me and Nick have been talking a lot about uh, trying to make a horror short for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And so we've been trying to like really think about like what are the scariest things. And I think that that's been having some ramifications on me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It's yeah, really I, I, uh, I don't have mm-hmm. nightmares too often. But uh, I have the same kinds of dreams over and over again. Always trying to get somewhere, but never being able to accomplish what I'm trying to Like, literally the same thing over and over again, just for years. I could be in any situation. Trying to find a store in the mall, can't find it. Trying to get to class on time, never get there. Mm. Oh, dear. Trying to, like, it's a, a clearly a metaphor, right? Something. For, but, yeah, it's something weird. It's something yeah. weird within me. Like, I have those dreams over and over again. Got to write this paper for school for some reason. There's never It's late, you know? Like... It's such a weird sinking feeling you have when you know you're not making it on time. The paper's not going to get done. Whatever it is, right. it's just like, fuck, man. Especially because, fuck. Tim, you know, I, you know, I'm so deeply depressed that I sleep to escape life. Mm. 
as one mm. does, Kevin. <laughs> and then I as and then I'm does. and then I'm set with existential problems in my when dreams. When you're sleeping, yeah. Oh man, that's a problem. Kevin, stop with the thing. In the... You've become too big for your britches. I've seen people say it. How big has he gotten? I don't know. You're losing. You're technically losing weight. Oh my god, it's fucking horrifying, dude. <laughs> you're a horrifying man. We got to get you into this hat, though, Kevin. I mean, this, no, you're made for this hat. No. Look at this thing. Greg bought it. He spent a lot of money. This is, went into Donald Trump. Maybe Ivanka Trump's bank account. Maybe Melania Trump's bank account. We're gonna need you to wear this at some point. That's Kevin. Such we fun names. Kevin, we use we use every part of the fucking the bison, the buffalo, including the Make America Great Again hat. Can you pull up the tips? Not to read now. Yep, I did. To, I brought them up already. Cool, just to get a prep. So let, let's get into the, the housekeeping stuff. <laughs> this is the Kind of Funny Morning Show. It happens each and every day here. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games at 11 a.m. Pacific time. You can get it later over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or podcast services around the world, including Beyond Pod, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff. Uh, and in addition to that, we got some cool fun news about Greg Miller. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> There we go. He's in Vegas currently. Good. Playing the Nintendo Switch. Let him stay there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's going to be hosting the Dice Awards tomorrow night at 7.30. You can watch him right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Greg was running through the jokes because he's hosting. It's him and Chobot hosting, and they're doing their whole, like, He wrote wrote it? Him and Drucker worked on it. Oh, okay, cool. That shit is funny as fuck. It's really good. I'm, I'm very proud of them. They, this is going to kill. I think people are going to like it a lot. Of course, there's going to be the haters. Fuck you guys. This shit's funny as hell. I bet you you couldn't do better. Anybody. Anybody. Drucker's a funny motherfucker. Yeah, he is. No, he's a very good writer. And Drucker and video game comedy, it's like, are you kidding me? It's just amazing. It works. Yeah, it well, works really to well. See, I'm interested to see how Greg does. Very excited about that. We don't see enough of him, so we should no. really no, no, no. see more of Greg. I'd I think one of the great demands that have been happening, I don't know, if Kevin, if you can confirm this, but I feel like one of the great demands we have is everyone's like, we don't see nearly enough Greg. Yeah. And so what we need to well, do... Well, Greg's not afraid. He doesn't hide. What does that mean? I hide? Why would you think that? Why, why is know, that what I'm saying? It seems like that was your incident. I inferred that from what you said. I wasn't, I wasn't that implying... Wasn't I was not implying anything. So I because don't know I, I feel like... <laughs> you know, in general, you know, it's the law of diminishing returns with me, Kevin. You know, like you got to have just a little bit of, you got to keep him right on the line. Mm. You can't have too much Colin, you can't have too much Kevin, you can't have too much Tim. Because it rubber bands on you real quick. You want to keep them wanting more and more and more and more and more and more. And I don't know that that's necessarily a problem with Greg Miller. You know, he gives them a lot. He does. And he just gives them more He has more to give though. I mean, he has, I can't imagine Greg never having less to give Mm -hmm. than what he has to give right now. Does that make sense to you, Kevin? It does not. Tim? Doesn't make no sense to me at all. <laughs> but I mean, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I, I get where you're going with it, but <laughs> that sentence, I, I'm not I'm sure. So, I slept for like three hours last night, so I'm not even really sure what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I feel uh, like. Video games? So, or? Uh, yeah, video games. Actually, I've been falling down the. So every once in a while, I fall down the, the Howard Stern rabbit hole. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, f- everyone's been talking a lot about freedom of speech, freedom of expression, all those kinds of things. So I've been really kind of, di- really falling down the rabbit hole with watching old Howard Stern clips from the 90s and early 2000s. And he just really pushed, I mean, we already know this, but he really pushed the limits. See, what a great man. What a smart man. What a great interviewer. 
what an important component of American media, you know? And especially watching the, do you know the Whackback? Do you know yeah. anything about, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is so amazing. Like, he just doesn't care. The Sibian stuff he did, where it was just the, the porn stars. Just genius. Just like, art, really. Orgasming while mm. being interviewed. I'm yeah. like, this is. This is Tim humor, if I ever saw it. It's 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 so brilliant. I mean, yeah, he does that in private parts. I think, right, with one of them, like, or a woman straddles the speaker and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 and I think the, he like the uh, hums into it. But it's just so interesting that he just didn't care and just doesn't care. Like he just says. Well, see, what he that's wants. the thing, though, is like that is not a true statement. He does care. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he says <laughs> what he wants. It's like it all feeds into itself, and that's how you know hats get made and. People become celebrities. It's I like suppose when, so. when you just fucking, it's like South Park and all that shit. It's like you, you just, when you're doing something different very loudly, people are going to listen to it. It's Whether just, or not they like it, and, and that's, you see with all of these things we're talking about, you either love it or hate it. His dry affect is like really what makes it for me. Like I was watching the, um, they had Bill Maher on, like, it was like in the late 90s with, with some of the whack pack doing politically incorrect. Like, but he, as if he was hosting a show with normal people, but it was like, you know, and he had, these are really the guys' names. Gary the Retard is one of the yeah. guys' names. Like, all these things, right? And, like, he has a, uh, a Daniel Carver, the Ku Klux Klan guy on the set. Like, all, all together, Beetlejuice. Yeah. And they're all just acting as if they're on an episode of Holy Hank Craig. Like, this is insane. This is so amazing that he's just pushed the limit. So it just went far beyond the line. It's an inter- he's an interesting man. What was the movie that he was in? I remember it was really interesting. Private Parts? Was it Private Parts? That's his, yeah, the book about yeah, his life. Okay. Or the book the, that, his book that yeah, made Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching that when I was really young and just being like, this seems really cool. Yeah. It's just, I just, you know, and I was reading about, you know, specifically with his character or the guy that was on the show, Gary the Retard or whatever, like, I was like, I was, <laughs> while I was reading about him, like, because uh, I haven't watched it. So, I really started to really appreciate him. Everyone knows who Howard Stern is. I mean, when I was in middle school and high school, I'd watch him on, you guys were a little young, I guess, but I was watching him on, on E! On the, on, you know, his show was on after school. It was like a part of the syndicated uh-huh. thing. And, uh, but when I looked at Scott Bromley, Scott Bromley's a huge Howard Stern fan, and he had Howard TV, which is like the pay-for kind of thing through Comcast, mm-hmm. and I used to sit there with him every day and watch like an hour or so of it, and it's just really, really funny stuff, but I was reading about him recently with the, like, with the characters that he's inappropriately named, like, like the Gary the Retard character and all these other guys, where he actually had like a change of heart and like had renamed all these characters. Yeah, and, no, and people in the chat are saying that uh, it's Gary the Conqueror now. Yeah, Gary the Conqueror, and then apparently, um, Aaron was telling me that Robin, who's like his sidekick or whatever, like still like kind of like doesn't agree with that kind of stuff. It still calls them by their old name and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's just interesting that like he he had the tenacity and the balls to to do that. And I think the reason that he pushed the limit by using a word that he knew was offensive was because the FCC couldn't find him for using that word. Couldn't find him for yeah. having a Ku Klux Klan member on saying racist things and stuff like that. And it's like, it's just interesting radio. Yeah. And the movie Private Parts is really interesting. You know, you know, Don Imus was the big deal. And then he came in and like stole Don yeah. Ellis' thunder, basically. Good lord. Very interesting stuff. I haven't seen him in years or heard of him in years. Uh, Stern? Yeah. I know he does stuff, but like, he, I just... I, I, I'm pretty sure he, he, when he signed that serious, that was the crazy thing. When he signed that contract with Sirius, $100 million a year. God, $100 million awesome. a year. Good for him. He was making. And it wasn't like for his show, like they all, I was watching a video about all their contract negotiations with Sirius, and they all negotiated separately. Yeah. So like that was just his money. Oof. I think his first deal was five hundred million dollars for five years. My God. And I think that whole thing. The only reason he still does radio is because it's like they're basically throwing so much money at him that he's. It's not like twenty million dollars a year. It's like he's like, well, how can you? Yeah. Not do this well, for three gonna, days a week. Wasn't he gonna quit? 
Yeah, I think twice yeah, he tried yeah. he was going to quit, and then they were like, they like, gave no. him so like, much no. money, so much like money. half a billion dollar contract that like, you can't you can't walk away from that kind of money. That's baller. Anyway, I do recommend if you guys are in a free, especially a younger audience, it doesn't really maybe you know not familiar with Stern because we're not really in you know terrestrial radio is not really a thing anymore. And all. Go go to YouTube and fall down the, the the Howard Stern hole. You can do it for weeks and months. There's so much shit on there. It's yeah, I, mean, I remember. I didn't even ever watch him on TV. It was like downloading clips off Kazaa and just watching shit. I remember trying to find full episodes because I was like, this shit's hilarious. <sighs> Anyways, Kev. Yo. Let's pull up the first story. Okay. Thank you. Hold on one second. So this has been kind of an ongoing situation, Colin. Okay. There's this little game called Crash Bandicoot, oh, I saw the this, Insane yeah. Trilogy, mm-hmm. right? And there's been a big question of whether or not it's exclusive on the PlayStation 4, because when it was announced at E3, Sean Layden was very kind of like vague about the wording, and he was just like, it, like we're partnered with Activision to, to bring back the originals, right. and you'll play as him first in Skylanders this year on the PlayStation 4, and it's like, okay, you didn't mention exclusivity, mm-hmm. you didn't even say it first, you didn't even say anything, right? right. Um, then there's been a lot of questioning since, like, we haven't seen anything on the box art of exclusive on PlayStation. But nowadays, that's not even necessary. Things like Neo don't have that on the box mm-hmm. art. We talked about this last week on the show. Um, yesterday, PlayStation Ireland tweeted out. Uh, someone was like, hey, is Crash going to be exclusive to PlayStation? They're like, yeah, exclusive to PlayStation. Everyone's tweeting at me and Neo gas mm-hmm. blowing up and stuff. And I'm like, guys, can you not see through this? Like, this is not going to be confirmed by PlayStation right. Ireland, right? Yeah, no. Like, no. All no, of they're like, out of the loop. Yeah, they have no, PlayStation Ireland doesn't know what the fuck is going on at all. No, and they definitely don't. They definitely don't. So then, now, today, play, or it was late last night, PlayStation Ireland uh, tweeted out, be like, no, so, to clarify, uh, it will be coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro first. That's not Which a huge surprise. Interesting, great news, I think. Great news. Because what does this mean? Xbox One, obviously. Nintendo Switch... Maybe I, I hopefully I, my theory is that it's not coming to Xbox One. It's it's coming to PC. That like I I just feel like there's that some there's something weird. a little off about about them revealing that at the PlayStation conference and then never saying anything about it. Well, they revealed it at E3 at at PlayStation's conference. Yeah, but then at PSX they showed the first gameplay of it. Right, but the, but the thing is, it's like the, Crash has been on every console for a long time now. That's true, not but not but console. not these games. Yeah, not these games, but technically PlayStation doesn't own these games. No, I know. So, so yeah, it's possible. I, I it would be weird, but the thing it would is, be good to proliferate there's, it. There's through a the lot. Of, that's the thing is, it'll sell more, mm-hmm. which is good news for the franchise. But what's interesting is there's been cases like this before, like with GoldenEye when they did the GoldenEye remake. It was everywhere. Yeah, that came to that came to PS3. Yeah, so there's thing, things like that, and also that's with true. Activision in particular, uh, with Diablo three, they also did this weird vague wording of. Not mentioning it was coming to other consoles, but it did come to Xbox One. But my question about the GoldenEye thing was, I don't remember, all I remember about GoldenEye, by the way, about the GoldenEye remake, is that when we were at E3 one year, one of the people on the video team at IGN broke the embargo that no one knew if the game existed. We, we actually leaked it. That's what I remember about that the most. But wasn't, wasn't it on Wii first, and then it bombed yep. on Wii? Yep, so I wonder if it was only ported because mm, maybe. it didn't reach sales figures. Random Not that it really matters. about that, that I don't know, I'm probably breaking some NDA, but it probably doesn't matter because it's, old, but uh, before I even worked at IGN, I used to do video game focus testing, like focus group mm. stuff, and I went to went to downtown SF, we all sat in a room, a bunch of people in my, I'd be very interested in how much these guys know about the history of games or anything. They start describing a game, and I'm like, they're talking about GoldenEye. 
Like they're fucking. T- and I was just like, "Is this Goldeneye two? And they're like, "Well, yeah, yeah, no, well, I guess the cat's out the bag. Yeah, so we're working on a Goldeneye remake on the Wii." And I was like, "Holy shit, are you kidding me?" And like that's how I found out. But yeah, the you broke the NDA. Now they're gonna come arrest you, Kevin. Call yeah. the cops. Call the call. Call the video game police, Kevin. Okay. Fuck me that. Kevin, they only answer phone calls from people in red hats. Don't. No. <laughs> You'll get it one day. <laughs> we just got to get. We just need one frame, Kevin, for someone to get a picture. Yeah, but I, we'll I think this is interesting, and yeah, we will see. I hope it comes. I really do hope it comes to the Switch because I think that that's the type of game uh, that could do really well on the Switch platformers and things like that. Could sell well, and again, I just want this franchise to succeed. I want to chance it. Crash Team Racing coming back and that type of stuff. So, well, Switch is. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to fit into that Switch catalog. So many games coming out to yeah. for it. Yeah. So I don't know if there's any I don't know, Kevin. Every room. day games are being added, Call. Every day. Every day. Man, that launch Over line Over 61 though, huh? one coming through. 61 games? Fuck about a launch line. We got Zelda. Okay. But this is the... Uh, I can't... You know, I can't, even, Zelda, have, I can't even have this argument. I would rather play Zelda than anything that launched on PS4. Well, me too, actually. But yeah. the, but but then what? That's all that matters. Because everyone, keeps, everyone keeps saying... Mario Kart and all that PS4 shit. and Xbox One did set a new bar. I don't care what anyone says. Set a new bar for launch lineups. There are a lot of great games. Yeah, there was like, a lot of there was a lot of good games. There was a lot of okay, I guess that's here games. I, I, remember I bought a PS4 day one, and I'm like, me too, believe it or not. Don't really give a fuck about playing these games. It was like, all right, I guess I will play Marvel, pretty Lego big, Marvel Avengers. Pretty big deal though that it launched with a Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and a Battlefield. Yeah, that's and true. That's never gonna get. That's Those never gonna, that lineup's points, never gonna get beaten. Solid points that are irrelevant to me. So I'm like. Games I don't irrelevant to me. Or games well. I do play. I didn't play Battlefield or uh, or uh, Assassin's Creed, though I did play. Because everyone's like, they were ports, and I'm like, the games came out two to three weeks before the PS4 launch, so they're really not ports in the same vein that we're talking about. Yeah, now. but it's like ports in the way where it's like these aren't truly made for the new system. No, I remember were. that happened with uh, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, the generation before, where they made it for the PS2 era, but then they also made it for Xbox 360, and it was a piece of shit because it was like half half gen. It's like King Kong. Yeah. Remember that, Jim? Fucking King. Kevin remembers King Kong. King Kong. Oh, God. I don't remember it. What? I don't remember King yeah, Kong. Yeah, you wouldn't. You were too busy studying your biology books. They were big. Next story, Kev. Star Wars IMAX news here. Some Star Wars The Last Jedi scenes shot in IMAX. This is according to Alex Gileadov over at IGN. Disney has announced that Star Wars The Last Jedi has been partially shot in IMAX. Director Ryan Johnson has captured specific sequences from the film using IMAX cameras, which provide an exclusive aspect ratio and an increased image quality. J.J. Abrams also partially shot The Force Awakens in IMAX. At least part of the IMAX footage of The Last Jedi was shot on location in Ireland, presumably on the island of Skellig Michael for the first Jedi Temple scenes involving Luke and glimpsed briefly at the end of The Force Awakens. Along with The Last Jedi, several other Disney films will also be shot in IMAX as part of an extended multi-picture deal between Disney and IMAX that will run until 2019. The deal includes films such as Lucasfilm's untitled fifth Indiana Jones movie, Star Wars Episode Nine, Beauty and the Beast, A Wrinkle in Time, Mulan, The Incredibles 2, Toy Story 4, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Black Panther, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Infinity War, the untitled Han Solo Star Wars movie, and the untitled fourth Avengers movie. It's a lot of movies. It is a lot of movies, which is really interesting. I bet things being shot in IMAX is a very special thing. It hasn't been too many in our history, and every time it's always like a, a feat of, of cinematic... Marvel. Going to see that shit in, in IMAX theaters, it's like, this is how movies fucking should be. I don't think, uh, would, does, does Nick like IMAX movies? Yes. But yeah. he doesn't like 3D movies. Yeah, no, no. This, I mean, this is totally different. IMAX is like, 
just a bigger, wider aspect ratio. He just it's seems just like, like a purist, though. Fucking... Like he wouldn't like anything like that. Well, no, but I mean, that is, that's his pure. That's pure. So that's his pure. IMAX is pure. So yeah. pure, it's like I mean, cocaine that's really pure, Kevin. Yeah. Yep. So yep. that's just good. What's interesting here is the Tom about like shooting at IMAX, and then they mention Incredibles 2, which is a CG movie. So I don't, I don't know that that necessarily counts. Can they, if they, if they just make it really big, wouldn't that count? Well, it's not shooting in IMAX. Yeah, you're right. It's not, I mean, a CG movie in IMAX isn't a big deal. Let's just make it that way. Why don't... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, very, very exciting. The IMAX shots in Force Awakens were great. Next story, Kev. Okay. Sticking on movie news. We have some real sad shit here, Colin. That I, I know you're going to care about so, so that's the girl much. from That's the girl from uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. It is, yes. Sophie Turner. X-Men writer Simon Kinberg rumored to direct a Dark Phoenix X sequel. Talk of a sequel to X-Men Apocalypse has been rampant as of late. There have been rumors of titles, shooting dates, actors returning, and more. But one thing there hasn't been an answer to is who might write and direct the expected X sequel. Now, that name may finally be revealed. The name is Simon Kinberg, who has co-written and produced the last three X-Men films, as well as produced Fantastic Four, Deadpool, Logan, basically everything in the X-Men franchise since First Class. Collider reports that Kinberg, who has never directed a feature film, is in talks to direct the next X sequel from a script he's already written. And yes, that script would be the telling of the Dark Phoenix saga, which has been teased numerous times in the franchise. So here's the thing, Colin. Here's why this is alarming. X-Men franchise. So you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you look at the DC Cinematic Universe, mm. and then there's the X-Men Cinematic mm. Universe. R.I.P. Spider-Man. He's done, right? Right. Now he's in Marvel. Yay. Okay. Marvel. Track record, good. DC, track record bad. Right. X-Men, track record all over the fucking place. There's yeah. ups, there's downs, who the fuck knows. Right. Logan is coming out next week, supposedly. It looks good. Amazing. Getting reviews, talking about it being the best superhero movie since Dark Knight, like all this stuff. Like, I'm stoked. Rises, I'm sure. Very, very stoked about this, right? right? But X-Men seen, seen some good days, seen some bad days. Days of Future Past, two movies ago, excellent. Right. They did a great job. First class before that, excellent. Apocalypse. Yeah, he didn't look good. Nobody liked Apocalypse. Right. Nobody liked Apocalypse. And that's when Simon Kinberg's getting more and more involved. Also, heavily involved in writing X-Men The Last Stand, the third X-Men movie, which is almost unanimously decided trash. Okay, I never saw that one. I saw the first two X-Men movies. Yeah, and those are, those are regarded as being, being very good for their time. Yeah. You look at them down, and you're like, eh. My dad accidentally rented one of them. I remember that's how I watched it. Well, X2. <laughs> I'll always love X2. But yeah, X3 fucking sucked. Really bad. And he was really heavily involved in that. And that was the Dark Phoenix thing. So him doing it again, it's like, no, guys. No. Stop. I thought the, I Fucking thought, stop. I thought the Fantastic Four would be the, the harbinger. Oh, and then that, too. He's, so he wrote, uh, I think, the last 20 minutes of, of Fantastic Four. Just the last 20 minutes, huh? I think so. Because it was a whole fucking thing. But anyways, very upsetting stuff. Like, the X-Men just need to really... Get the so shit are you aware that your brother has never seen any of the Marvel, Marvel movies? Oh, I mean, I, I believe it. I believe it. No. no. Um, I actually, I think I'm going to, this week, Colin, this yeah. is an invitation for you as well. I'm going to watch them all. all which, the which, which ones? All of them. The all, Marvel. What, all the Marvel movies? Yeah. The, oh, like, Jesus proper God, Marvel I would rather, I'd rather just die. Let's just do it together. It'd be fun. <laughs> Come on. We'll do you want, <laughs> I'd rather just die, Kevin. No, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You'll that. enjoy it. You'll no, enjoy it. No, I We'll won't. do it together. It'll be fun. Bonding. Marvel's not my thing. But that's Batman you is only, only Batman is. That's my because thing. you haven't given Marvel a chance. I mean, I, I saw. I, I. I mean, don't I don't stop. You're gonna make yourself sound silly. 
but I saw the Spider-Man films back in the day. You see what you the did? The X-Men movies. You I seen, saw uh, you, Iron Man. Are you seeing this? You liked Iron Man though, right? Yeah. The right, one. Well, that Marvel was the first movie. Marvel movie. You you saw, I saw did? that with uh, Charles Agnet. Good man, and that Charles Sankowski. I don't know who that is. You don't know who Charles Agnet is. I don't. I don't you know Charles Agnet. You've oh. met Charles Agnet many times. Okay. All right. I guess what I'm saying is I'd rather. I mean, I'd love to spend time with you, Kevin. I'd love to. Uh, we can Let's watch go to my house. I'll make macaroni and cheese but, for us. It'll be great. But the, it's the it's the subject matter. Like, it's just I can't. But if you don't, I can't know. With, Marvel, like, with you know the ant, but the, the one ant guy and the, the and the, the he's actually Four. he's actually Ant Dude and Fantastic Four is Fox. But they're Marvel. They're Marvel properties, right? But they're yeah. Not, that doesn't I mean, matter they're, though. They're not That's in like the saying cinematic universe. It's a it's a thing. Do you really yeah. want the Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I mean, yeah, because the Fantastic Four in the Fox Universe sucks. It's not even in the Fox Universe, right? I mean, it is, but it's no, not I mean, in the X Men. Yeah, it's not in the X Men Fox Universe. It's stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. It's fucking you should stupid. come. You should come to my house after work today. We're gonna go watch. Oh, man, uh, I got I got to edit columns right. Captain America, though. I'm so far behind because I'm right. I'm doing two episodes this week, so I have one ready for next week because it's GDC. And when are we recording that? Uh, probably. I'm probably gonna have to come in tomorrow or Friday. I mean, at worst, I'll come in Monday. This the 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 script that I'm working on is just not it's not coming together. <laughs> Simpatico one one five in the chat says you can only meet someone once, Tim. LOL. Not true. If you meet someone briefly, don't see him for a year, then you have to you you come across them again. You're re meeting them. Right. You know, I, I would argue. That I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree. I think that's kind of semantical. I would agree with you. Yeah. I'm also one of them dumb kids. I can say what the fuck I want. Do you want to read? You want me to read any of these tips? Yeah. You know what? Let's get into them tips. Jesus God. All right. Is there a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure is. Okay. Francis G33 says. Mm. Was listening to an old episode of Beyond the Fireside Chats too, where Colin told Clements he would how he would never leave IGN. He then started the next sentence, but it's kind of funny. Maybe Damn. Smile. Uh, oh, I lied to all your faces when I said that, of course. Gas M. Cookie gave us a tip and said, Tim, mm. will we see a Hail Collins shirt or sweater sometime soon with the Collin Hydro logo? Probably been, not. Been trying to buy merch, but you're out of larges for a lot of items. Yep. So again, just to be transparent about this all, American Apparel went under, causing a lot of difficulties for people to restock shirts. Merch distributors around the world are fucked, including Rooster Teeth. They're trying to figure it out. They're doing a great job trying to get more buyers to get more shirts to, to restock stuff. But bear with the store. It is trying its best. Do you know they actually didn't go under? They got bought by another company. And the company was just like, nah, you're done. No, yeah, exactly. Shut them down. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like crazy. how GM bought all the electric uh, battery companies in the 90s to kill the electric car. You guys should watch the documentary, Who Killed the Electric Car? I just spoiled it for you. Walkin' Talkin' Stephen Hawking. Best name. Says, hey guys, long time no watch. Have you seen the reviews for this game, Horizon Zero Dawn? Mm. Looks pretty good. Do you think it's worth the $6 though? The game sucks. I think it's worth it. Ooh, game's terrible. Ooh, truth finally comes out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. balls to say it. <laughs> no, uh, for real, Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is the best PlayStation 4 first-party game, including better than Uncharted 4. And I'm, in, I'm looking forward for, to everyone enjoying it. It takes place on the moon. In case you're curious. Dude, people are tripping about that. I know, it's awesome. No lie. When I walked it's in, so like, awesome. I was doing something while they were recording that, and I came in, and th that's all they were talking about. And I was like, does it? Like, does it? You're going to find out when you play it yourself. Greg told me it takes place on Mars. It takes place on the moon. And that's of a huge... Mars. I love it. The other thing, what did someone say? I was reading NeoGAF. I actually posted it because it was... 
someone was like, this five-second segment is a spoiler from our, from our review or from the podcast or from BS I Love You. And I went to listen to the five-second thing, and it was something about how you're going to be surprised about when and where it takes place. I'm like, that's, a, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler culture is all, I appreciate not spoiling anything. I get mad. Someone spoiled The Killing for me a while ago, mm. years ago, and it really pissed me off. What is it? It was an AMC show about this like murder of a girl, oh. and uh, actually, the one of the characters in it is the guy who played Cole in the Infamous games. There's a little uh, Eric Layden, his name is. Oh. Um, but I'm like, that's not a spoiler. But I am spoiling it for you right now. Horizon Zero Dawn takes place on, and it's all fucked. Up. And it's all fucked up. I all cut right. your audio, so you're like, Horizon takes place, and I cut it. Got to protect the people. Then I brought it back, and you're like, and it's all, and then I cut it again. Oh man, the hot boy. Gave us tips. Said the hot boy. If you're reading this, Colin, I mean, I can. You don't have to spell it out for me. It literally says the hot boy, but then you you like phonetically spell. I'm not Greg. Okay, Kevin. Greg struggles with names. Don't applaud that. That's not a. That's not a feat. Good lord. Uh, it says, Colin, can Kev give you the one? And can you tell my friend Jose Fernandez how bad PC gaming is? Kevin, give me the one. PC gaming is actually not nearly as bad as I make it out to be. Thank you, Kevin. All right. Never ask Colin to do anything. Josh. He won't do it. Josh O'Tater <laughs> says, Tim, Trump's making America great again. Mm. Let's make Coca-Cola great again. John Pemberton OG recipe. The what the does that mean? What does that mean? Don't bring Coca-Cola into this. What the fuck? Real Radic 13. So Killzone reference, Kevin. Is Says, it, what are your hopes? I'm sorry? Is it? Yes, Radic is a Killzone character. What are your hopes for Kingdom Hearts 3? What worlds would you like to see? This I'll leave this to Tim. It says, personally, I would love to see Toy Story and Robin Hood. Robin Hood is the best Disney movie. Robin and when Hood. do you realistically think Square will release it? Robin Hood is my favorite Disney movie. Followed by Peter Pan. Followed by Fox and the Hound. Sad movie. I was gonna say Damn I was gonna really movie. pull out some random ones to piss everyone, really piss everyone off. Say like Mulan. The rescuer down under. Don't talk shit about Mulan. Mulan's but Mulan's not in the top three. It's Robin Hood, Peter Pan, Fox and the Hound. Hercules. Those are the most call-in answers, like, fucking possible. <laughs> like, that's so funny. It's like, not even the Golden Age, not even the Silver Age, just like the, those. I can hate on those. those fucking, are great I, I mean, you can't hate on them, but anyways. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, I really do want a Frozen World. I think, like, we should get it, uh, but I think that'd be fun. And I, I want there to be a Marvel world and a Star Wars world. I don't want Marvel to, like, Spider-Man, here's this and here's this. I want specifically, you know, the right things. I'm not in these. They're not. These were. Stop. The, Nobody knows what you're talking about. It's in L.A. Talk about it later, for God's sake. I will talk sake. about it later. You fuck. All don't right. Bring shit up early. I'm, I need to check I it. I understand, Kevin. Jason McCullough. What's what? he got to say? <clears throat> says, Colin, in your Game Over Greggy topic, you talk about homage to sports teams. I grew up in Arkansas, so with no NFL team, I became a fan of the Baltimore Ravens around their 2000 series. I feel like it's okay. I mean, you can tell yourself whatever you want. It is, it is difficult to be from a place with no sports teams. In which, place, in which part? It's like when you... But there's a geographic kind of relationship. I feel like in Arkansas, you should probably be a Tennessee Titans fan. Just like in Virginia, Virginians are typically Redskins fans. 
because of the geographic proximity. You can't just go around picking anything you want. Mm. That's not the way it works. Kevin? Eric Koval says, hey, Colin, and kind of funny best friends who are Yankees fans, check out my podcast. It's called Yankee Names to Nose and breaks down some interesting Yankees prospects in camp this spring. Does this look like your promotional platform, Eric? Kevin, I want to see you on the screen real quick. Falcon Box gave us. <laughs> I'm like losing my mind. I, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm reading tips. You can interrupt me whenever you want. Oh, okay. Now keep going. We'll do two more tips. And Falcon then we'll, Box. We'll get back to the story. Uh, so, hey, Colin. You said in the Horizon review you were dealing with some personal issues during your playthrough. Hope all is well. Have a drink on me. Thank you very much. I, I was. It was a. That's why I haven't been there yet because I was. I was taken away from it for quite some time. But uh, everything's fine. Thank you. What? What? I just. I put this in here if we want to do it as a story. I think you, out of mo- out of everyone, will enjoy it the most. I, but I talked to you about how I feel about Alex Trebek. We, you know how I feel about him. How do, sexually what, attractive. How do you feel about Alex Trebek? Alex Trebek bothers me because <laughs> he says the answers when someone gets a question wrong as if he knew the answer. <laughs> he is a, an actual And he genius. doesn't know the answer. He's like, no, it's... 15 minutes before the show starts, he the has... Mo- you know, the Moogles or something like that. I'm like... I'm like, what? You didn't know that? You don't know that, Alex. Alex Stop saying it with such confidence. Like, you're not reading it off the card. I'm on you, to your fucking What game. you don't actually know is 15 minutes before the show, he, like, makes the cards, puts them up there. He, it just, it comes out of here. Right here. His mind. Alex Trebek knows all. He's full yep. of shit. All right. All right. High fructose porn syrup. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It says, Colin, what is Amy Gills like in real life? Well, I met Amy Gills. We actually had her over for dinner. And uh, she's a very nice, very nice woman. Pretty much exactly how, as she is online, yeah. actually. She's a she's sweetheart. She's legit. She's a sweetheart. She's as real as it gets. If she was American, we'd, we'd, we'd maybe hire her one day. But we don't hire people outside of the United States. Because... Oh, my God. We're making America great again. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Kevin, let's, we're going to skip a couple stories. Let's go straight to the Jim Sterling story. Oh, yeah, congratulations to Jim. Yeah. This is from over at Kotaku. Court throws out digital homicides case against critic Jim Sterling. So, this is, it's, it's not that long. All right. Yesterday, a court dismissed game developer Digital Homicide's $10 million case against YouTube critic Jim Sterling. Fortunately for those of us who write about video games, Sterling's scathing critique of Digital Homicide's game slaughtering grounds won't create precedent for dev- developers slamming critics with million-dollar lawsuits. Quote, I'd say this should at least serve as a warning to developers that such extreme measures might sound good as threats, but are generally just a bad idea, Sterling said in an email. Critics, too, should take note. Yes, this case was frivolous, but it still had to be taken seriously once it was served. Years ago, Sterling published a YouTube video describing Digital Homicide Slaughtering Grounds as a, quote, new worst game of 2014 contender. Sterling, who regularly plays games he considers hilariously bad, skewered Slaughtering Grounds, deemed it an absolute failure. His critique implied Digital Homicide was selling an original game composed of unoriginal materials or asset flipping. In response, Digital Homicide accused Sterling of playing the game incorrectly, perhaps to entertain or attract viewers. They soon filed a DMCA takedown to wipe Sterling's video from YouTube. Quote, we find the usage of the terms worst game of 2014 contender and absolute failure to describe the entirety of our product while not absolutely actually evaluating it in its entirety unfair and, unreasonable, and an unreasonable use of our copyrighted material, they wrote. 
YouTube briefly removed the video, but reinstated it after Sterling petitioned. It could have ended there, but last March, the MIF developer filed a lawsuit accusing Sterling of assault, libel, and slander in Arizona District Court. On top of the $10 million sum, Digital Homicide asked for apologies in place of every offending article and video for a period of no less than five years. <laughs> Fucking psychotic. Now that this was a startling sight for game critics, if taken seriously, Digital Homicide's lawsuit could constitute a threat against critics who publish negative reviews on large platforms. A little desperate, Digital Homicide later sued 100 mostly anonymous Steam users for $18 million in the wake of negative Steam comments. What the fuck? Steam sub subsequently removed Digital Homicide's games from the platform, citing the company's hostility to Steam customers. Thankfully, Digital Homicide's case didn't make it very far. Sterling told me the agreement to dismiss the case was exactly the result he'd hoped for, although after a year of this, he's pretty tired. What's particularly disturbing about lawsuits like this is that even in cases where they're clearly frivolous, as this was, they can force critics to spend significant amounts of money on legal defenses. Sterling had to hire a lawyer, Bradley Hartman, who helped convince the court to dismiss this case, in which Sterling's words involved, quote, series of allegations that were difficult to comprehend, even for the one accused of them. Not all threats from the internet are idle ones, and I wouldn't recommend anybody brush them off, Sterling concluded. It's a big deal. So I, I was following, you know, Jim Sterling's a buddy of mine, and I, I was following this uh, case pretty closely. Uh, let me start since I have the one here, Kevin. Um, uh, Digital Homicide and all the guys associated with that company, uh, go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. Okay? Go fuck yourselves for what you did to Jim Sterling. Uh, but uh, apart from that, um, the case, what's important here is the case was thrown out with prejudice which is a very important thing, which means uh, that the court is basically like, do not even attempt to do this again, like in this way to Jim. And uh, throwing something out without prejudice means that you could, you could be, I mean, it means a lot, but it basically means that you can like reconfigure mm -hmm. uh, what you did and go mad at him again. So the, the court was like, nah, nah you're done. Um, and um, you're done. And this was, this, this was designed to have a chilling effect. Uh, if you really go into the depth and see what Jim's original videos, the podcast, Jim, I think, did a, a podcast with the guy. People can really jump down the rabbit hole and see how, how just demented these people are. And remember that these guys also tried to sue 100 anonymous reviewers on Steam, uh, tried to get Valve to... $18 million. Tried, yeah, tried to compel Valve to give them, as the story states, uh, you know, private names, similar to how the government sometimes goes at Twitter or something like that to try to find the people's um, like names and identities so they can, people, you know, the government can go after them or whatever. Um, Jim obviously won. I was I, I I always was confident Jim would win, but I know that I know he you know he's a friend of mine, and, and I I know you know in conversations with him and seeing things he's posted and stuff like that, I know that this has been a stressful ordeal for him, mm -hmm. a very stressful ordeal as it would be for anyone. Even if you are pretty confident that you're you're going to have this positive outcome, being sued for millions of dollars for stating an opinion on the internet about someone's shitty game um, is uh, you know. Uh, that court, if that court case went a different way, it would have set, as the as the story suggests on Kotaku, a dangerous precedent. Definitely, definitely. Now, the final news story of the day, Kev. Yeah, you have it right there. Little interesting news for those that give a fuck about social media out there. Instagram releases self improvement tool for the worst people you follow. Also, you can call this headline an interesting tool is being added to Instagram that people are going to find very helpful. Essentially. Starting today, they're rolling out a feature where you can have an album worth of pictures. So if we were to go to E3, and Greg's Horizon thing, for example, mm. instead of posting 10 million pictures over the course of a, a week of the same thing, mm. it can be 10 pictures of the same thing where you swipe left and right. Mm. So it's like if you go to a brunch 
with your girls. Right. Right? As I and do. And you're taking all of the different pictures of your little Eggs Benny. Right. And you're like mimosas. Right. Right? We don't need every single angle to be like taking up your feed for fucking. Right, right, right. Like scroll on scroll. I like scroll. that. So I, I, it's optional. I like that. That's good functionality. Would you believe for the that? Gram. Would you believe that I went to brunch with my girls on Saturday? I appreciate. I was the that. only man at that brunch. That's how you should do brunch. That's the right way to do brunch. It was a good. It was a good brunch. Fifteen Romolo is just a really fantastic place. Mm, mm. But uh, that sounds nice to me. I've been reading a lot about Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat recently. Mm-hmm. Snapchat's going public soon. Yeah. Um, and uh, what'd you say? I said very soon for way too much. Yep, and they are that company is as fucked as the day is long, and I think everyone knows it. But the 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 interesting thing about them is that they're I read this huge piece. I don't you probably saw it because you're interested in this kind of stuff. I think it was in the New York Times about how they're hedging completely on hardware. That I think that what they realize is that Facebook and Instagram are gonna ultimately eat their lunch on the on Snapchat's software functionality, and they already are trying to do that and it's working mm-hmm. apparently. Their growth was only uh, after Instagram or in, after Instagram rolled out their like complete carbon copy of, of Snapchat, growth went from something like 16% quarter over quarter to 2% quarter over quarter. So they're putting all of their profits in a very Amazon-like way into building hardware, which mm-hmm. is, you know, they build all those glasses. Spectacles. Snapchat's fucked. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says, that company's fucked. There's no way that you can, because so I was reading, I was reading, because I was reading, there was a bunch of anonymous, um, I guess, investors in there being like, there's just, there's just, this doesn't. This isn't gonna work. Like this is this is pushing a huge boulder up a hill. They have they have a, a, an outside chance of success, but getting bogged down in hardware I, is considered not a smart move for yeah, something like that. I don't. My thing is, I think that Snapchat is they have the secret recipe behind the scenes, and they're just doing the right things in terms of partnering with content creators and making Snapchat a uh, destination. A destination, uh, whether or not you know that you're using Snapchat. The way that they're partnering with a bunch of people behind the scenes to make content on their own YouTube channels and stuff, like I really think Snapchat, I they could go the way of the dodo, but I don't think they will. I think that they're gonna keep on growing because they're making really smart decisions. And I think that like the, the spectacles and stuff, that is a niche market thing that is just to create hype for the millennials out there. Like high schools around the world are dominated by Snapchat. No, I understand that, but they're spending all of their profit. They were saying they, were sp- they spent half of their gross revenue. On hardware, which means that you know it's like it's like what Uber does. It's actually there are two company major companies that have been doing this for a long time. Uber and Amazon have been intentionally losing money for for different reasons. Amazon's whole thing was to basically invest like over and over and over again, trying to get you in, in, involved in things that will give them proprietary access over, like say your books, which is worked with Kindle. But then they have things like their Fire tablet or their phone that no one cared about. But they keep dumping money into it, and they have very patient investors, so they're able to do that. With Uber, they're basically burning their money in such a way that they understand that eventually they have to remove the human element out of their um, out of their investments, and that eventually, when they run out of money, the hope is that they have the cars just pulling up with no one, and then they have no one to pay. Then it's all going to be you know revenue based uh, or revenue back for them. Because the interesting thing about Uber, this is getting really nerdy, but like I think eighty percent of the money goes to the drivers on um, like a gro- like a like a, a gross fare, so twenty dollars, uh, sixteen dollars that would go to the driver. Their whole, I think their whole idea is that they're taking like a billion dollar hit per quarter by paying out more than they're, they're worth, understanding that once they remove the human element and have no one to pay, the prices can stay the exact same and suddenly they're not making $4 on $20, they're making $20 on $20 and suddenly they just make an enormous amount of money. Mm-hmm. I don't see the out for Snapchat, I just don't. And like, but the last time a major uh, company, a major social media company went public uh, in such a way that it seemed dubious, which was Facebook, um, they, they went high. That? They went high, went low, and then 
pop back up. So well, I, I think Twitter was after that. Wasn't they it? were, but Twitter's fucked. Facebook's well, yeah, that's the thing. Twitter went open super high, went really high for a little while, and then fucking now it's at fourteen dollars. Like I, I, I really believe that Snapchat will go public, and probably regret doing it. But we'll we'll see. They should have sold. Think, they should have sold to a private equity firm when they had the chance. And they and they still and they still have a chance. But the other interesting thing, this is an interesting. I think I talked to you about this. Sequoia Capital, I think, was the company which is a massive investor in these things, saying that they will no longer invest in any companies. I think it was Sequoia Capital saying they will no longer invest in any delivery services that have any people involved in them. In other words, like they they say it's impossible for Postmates or Lyft or Uber or whatever to make any money until they remove the human element and will no longer be investing in those things. And I was reminded of that yesterday when I tried to buy Beeps Burger for my house, and they were trying to charge me $20 delivery fee for that. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, you know? it's pretty far. But it was, it was their surge price. It, would, it usually is $10, which I would have paid. Anyway, all these companies are fucked. That's the thing. <laughs> Uber's, already, Uber's already figuring out the Uber Eats. Like, if they don't have drivers and they can do the Uber Eats while they're Ubering someone, you know? Right. There's no cost in, like, having someone go and deliver it. That was the final news story. Colin, can you finish out the tips there? Sure. I sure can. I like not hosting. I like being at your beck and call, Tim. I like it. It's kind of hot, you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, cow 8 says, Colin, I've started listening to 311 recently, and I'm hooked. You're welcome. I was wondering if there are any similar groups that you'd like to recommend. Keep up the great work. Also, MVGA. That's Make Vita Great Again, Kevin. Yep. He also says Bongos. Uh, similar groups to 311. I mean, 311's a pretty unique band. I mean, if you're into that, that like rap rock sound, then you can fall down to the 90s hole if you want. Um, it's a good hole. Uh, but uh, I don't. I, I mean, honestly, I think that the closest, uh, like, you know, comparison to them would be something like Linkin Park. If you want that rap rock sound, if you want the like, first two albums, yeah, Hybrid Theory, Theory and the Meteora. Meteora. Yeah, they don't want to listen to anything else. The, but if you want more of like the rock sound and that reggae sound, I mean, you can go to Sublime or Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. I mean, there's like a their DNA is, you know, especially with Chili Peppers. Linkin Park released a new album this year. They just dropped their the first single. The most poppy sounding thing they've done. It's interesting. I, honestly, their last couple albums, I've just popped in and just like gave them a listen. I'm pretty impressed. I think that that's a band that has stayed relevant despite losing the popularity that they had. Yeah, they still. I think they still play pretty big venues. They, I mean, I mean, they're they're the top of the game. Like they sell out arenas and like they're they have so many hits. Like over the years, it's not just in the end anymore. Right. Like they, it's like they have added and added and added. And like they've switched genres so many times. Like. I'm impressed by them. I mean, I've said before, and I know it's like, you know, it's against music pretension, you know, which is something Ramon, Ramon and I talk about a lot because I feel like our t- tastes have become more pretentious as we've gotten older because we're like, oh, we're kind of ashamed of those things. But I was talking to him. It actually came up because we were talking about that first Papa Roach record mm-hmm. in Fest. And I was like, the fact of the matter is, I'm like, that's a really great record. Like, I, I don't care like what anyone thinks about that now, but like everyone had that album in 2000. Like that album sold millions and millions of copies. And I hate how people kind of abandon things now. It's like not cool. It's the same thing I always say about Limp Bizkit. I'm like everyone's listening to Limp Bizkit in 1998. You know now now suddenly now suddenly everyone acts like no one listened. To it. It's the same thing that happened to Creed, right? Where everyone's like no one apparently no one listened to Creed. They somehow sold out arenas and all yeah. and tens of millions of albums, but no one listened to them. But uh, I was saying Hybrid Theory specifically, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory is really pound for pound one of the great records. Of the modern era, like I, I, For sure. I and I, I think it was so funny because they legitimized that genre at a time when that genre was dying. Like it, they were too late. They could have had 
a much greater a effect on it if they, that album came out in like 1995. Mm. But nonetheless, I mean, I remember I remember getting that album in 2000 and being blown away by it. I mean, what they I think what they did was I mean, we've talked about this many times, but then coming out with reanimation like that introduced me to underground hip hop. Like it was such a between that and Gorilla's self-titled album at the same time. Like that was just they, there was so much shared collaborators on both that I'm like these guys are fucking talented. And then from there, I kind of like drifted off and went that direction. But it's just great, man. Um, Chad Warden says, I can't take the Switch with me. How am I supposed to get some honeys with a Switch? Yo, baby, look at my Switch. You know what they say to me? They fucking laugh. I get all the honeys with my PS quadruple. He's cool. You know what? Don't ever watch this show again. Dan from Vancouver. <laughs> Dan from Vancouver gave us a tip. Mm, oh, good old Dan. Says, what does Bill Maher get wrong specifically? When will you go on Dave Rubin? Why didn't you vote for Evan McMullen? I thought his politics probably aligned with yours more than Gary Johnson. Well, there's a lot of questions here. Uh, no comment on the Dave Rubin thing. Bill Maher, uh, Bill Maher gets a lot wrong. Uh, I don't know how much time you have. I love Bill Maher, though. I'm seeing him live in, in, in May. It's going to be fun. Uh, Evan McMullen is a nut job. Thank you for your questions. Born Against says, Sony always wins, baby. The PS4, that shit is slick and black, like my hair. You see my hair? You like that shit? It was blonde before the shit. I dyed that shit because the PS4 is black. Sony the bomb, baby. Is this the same guy? <laughs> nope. What the fuck? What, what are you guys drinking today? Well, you can change They're your both, They both too, live right? in Flint, Michigan. <laughs> it's a water joke, Kevin. It's a joke about how the water in Flint, Michigan is all fucked up. No, they must have fixed that by now. Ah! They haven't. They haven't fixed that by now. It is still fucked up. You see that the chat's blowing up about this NASA stuff? Yeah, I think they found some planets or something. Like yeah, that. there it is. They found a bunch of planets. Well, they they what what are they exoplanets? Earth, obviously, they're yeah. not, it's not like a Trojan or something like that, they're, right? They're or a brown size, dwarf. They're Earth-sized planets in habitable zone, and there's like a bunch of them, forty light years away. Forty light years away. Those Great. are the headlines that I've read. That's, mm. that's great. I that's, mean, that's really attainable. Right there. Oh, it's certainly right there. Uh, that's the planet that uh, Horizon takes place on, I heard. I told you Horizon took place on the moon. It's not a planet. The moon. Satellite. All right. Bentley454 says, Thank you for the Dirty Grandpa recommendation. I had no laughs by the end because I laughed so hard. Fuck him up, Al. Told you guys. I'm telling you guys. Dirty Grandpa. Great movie. Uh, no more tips, by the way. If you send me one more tip, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Cody Butler says, Yo, Colin, when are we going to get some new episodes of Washington's Beard? <laughs> uh, and he wants me to do a political podcast. Wash I can't believe some of you still care about Washington's Beard. The show is really old. It's like over five years ago we, we were doing that show. Slow your roll. Uh, Colin only has so many hours in a day, okay? Krios says, Top of the morning, fellas. Hope you're having a great week. Here's a 30-second fun clip I'd like to risk my trap privileges on. May the odds ever be in my favor. Are you getting these links from the, the thing? Uh, yeah, I've like just closed a bunch of them. Because they're bad? Yeah, one of them... Are you, are you keeping in mind who's is bad so we can ban them? No, because if we don't watch them, we don't ban it. If I watch... Oh, but we are playing the banning game, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. Banning for life. I love that. Yeah, there's no banning yeah. here. We're all welcome. Love everybody. Mm -mm. Love this game. You guys love are playing care. a dangerous game of acceptance. This yeah, isn't Soviet Russia. I know, but you're creating... <laughs> This, this evil, evil land <laughs> where there's no fun, you know? You I gotta think... risk it to get the biscuit, call. No, he's making it more that's the fun. Example. That's, the, that's the argument I'm making, though. He's making it more fun. Thank I you, Colin. I mean, I agree with you, Kevin. I mean, I Thank think that's you. obvious. Now, what's for lunch? What's, what's more fun than a little totalitarianism? Right? 
I mean, it's a little risky. Sure. But it's efficient. Let's get some clips, Kev. Is this the one? What? No. Oh. His clips suck. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't know who... Let's, what, finish, what? let's finish the tips, and then we'll, we'll look at okay. these things. Tommy Tincan says, Hi, Colin. Said I'm loving Colin's outfit today. The oh, his uh, clip doesn't exist. Sorry. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. I, I mean, that's, that's bannable. Uh, the first trailer for GoldenEye Remake had a focus testing group in it was the one with Tim. So we were looking at this. This is the video we have. Yeah, I remember when this came out, I was really excited about it. Because I was like, oh, shit. You look Am closely. I going to be in it? I'm not look in closely. These. these were in L.A. I was in SF. That's what I'm saying. Like, look at this group of people. You don't know GoldenEye. Oh. That third guy definitely knew a little bit of GoldenEye. That gigantic watermark is bothering me. Which one? The first one or the second one? <laughs> well, the fir- the second one's a, a, the red one's a facade. Channel icon. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but when I was working there, I was like, we need to move the watermark so there's not two watermarks on top of each other. I remember how suddenly everyone started. Getting, I mean, everyone was always mad about watermarking, but everyone got really mad about watermarking eventually. I think a lot of people stopped doing it. I don't know why. I mean, I understand why people would do it. Uh, Neg Nog twenty eight says, "Colin, what was your favorite place to smoke the crystal bassoon during your time in Northeastern?" P.S. Hope you stop by campus during your Pax East trip. Go Huskies! Well, Whitehall, Willis Hall, all the halls, West Deck Village, halls. and everywhere else I live. <laughs> true SB says, "Colin, do you have any few book recommendations similar to Horizons, Caveman, Futuristic Setting?" No, I think that's what's so unique about it. I've never heard of a story like this, but I'm sure one exists. Nathan nine five zero four four five. Says if PS4 launched with Uncharted 4 and nothing else, would it be worth it? Thanks for all the good t- content. Hashtag Zelda hype. Yes. Yeah, I think so. It would have been a better launch. I mean, Uncharted's, you know. It would have been a much damn. better Uncharted's launch. Uncharted's on a different damn. level than Zelda, though. What? I said, I s- damn. <laughs> the nanobiologist says with RT sale on onesies. Have you all considered selling one as well for maximum comfort once the retailer issue has been resolved? Well, onesies are in the talks. There's a lot of things that have, we're new products we've been working on for 2017, but with all the issues, we can't launch anything right now. Plain Jane Francis says, Birthday tax, I turned 27 yesterday, and to celebrate, I released a mixtape called Send Nudes. Tim, I think you'd like the cover, which I shot. It's safe for work, I promise. I'd like to see this. I'll show you. Thank you. Meanwhile, Go ID Persona says, Colin was right, keeps getting better with every episode. Keep up the awesome work, Colin. Also, can you get Kevin to do his creepy eye thing? I don't know what that means. I have a creepy eye thing? I think it's the shark eye thing. By the way, Plain uh, Jane Francis, we, and it doesn't matter if it's safe for work or not. We own this business. <laughs> this, is gonna, this is the tool to get Kevin off the screen. Yeah, that's it. He's like, this is so serendipitous, Kevin. You're too good. You're too good. Oh my God! Stop! <laughs> it goes down so slowly. So this is the album cover. Okay. Uh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We're not showing it yet. There it goes. Interesting. Looks like a woman eating a cake. Yeah. Uh, that has candles on the cake. Well, and I'll listen to the song later because I'm intrigued by the the title. We can listen to it. I'm a big fan of the send nudes meme. I'm just a big fan of sending nudes. Anything about but that. But the meme is really cool, too. It is. Yeah. It is. Have you seen this? Do you know what we're talking about? 
with, with what? Just like send nudes being hidden in a bunch of messages, oh, like no. subliminal so messaging be, to people. Someone eating like Cheetos, and then they drop the bag of Cheetos. And on the ground, the Cheetos are already we'll set up to send say nudes. send nudes. <laughs> and like the camera pans from the drop Cheetos to those. And Great. it's like, oh, so that's good. Right. I, didn't, I didn't see. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not young, a young man anymore. Uh, let's see. Connor Tative gave us a tip but said nothing. Mr. Manager 0803 says, Colin, I had a dream that the next Love and Sex Stuff featured a tasteful menage a trois between you, Dana Perino, and Candace Cameron Bure. Sounds fucking hot. Nick provided voiceovers for all three of you. And Tib did commentary. I like it. I like it. Let's make it happen. Mario Not Bros says, oh, hello there, guys. Good to see you today. Good to not be banned. The next couple of weeks are insane. Horizon, Patreon, Hangouts, Logan, Switch, Ed Sheeran's new album. Mm. Can't wait for it all. Uh, we ban him? I thought that's he was banned. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, you read he my mind. No. Way too much excitement. You know what to do, Kevin. Thank you. Take care of that for me. Sorry are, we are <laughs> with the little face with the eyes, zeros and those are. Colin, since I know you like a bit of intellectual news on the show, did you see the NASA news? Tim, Google X on the beach. It's similar to the show you pitched. Also, you forgot games with gold news. X on the beach. Interesting. Interesting. Trainwreck says, "Did you know? Do you notice how Jeopardy adds French words in questions so Alex can remind you he's French Canadian?" He, then he corrects the contestants when they say words wrong. He can lick my balls. <laughs> I like that we now have beef with Alex Trebek. Are we going to add him to the list, like Nick's list? Who does he have beef with? Uh, uh, Golem. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, something. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. That's it. <laughs> uh, we only see. have a few more tips. Oh. Yeah. We also have beef with Central Time. Yeah, Central Time. All Anyone Central, in Central Time. Central time. Yep. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, Colin. We're a team, okay? Okay. J Poe says, "Happy anniversary to all the OG Vino owners out there." It is true. That is the oh, it's the twenty second. It is. It is the fifth right anniversary. There. Didn't quite frame the Vita in. Two more. Wanch says, hey guys, there seems to be a bit of an exodus in the games media in San Francisco. Where people are breaking off and doing their own thing. Drew Scanlon is the newest one. What's he doing? Uh, he didn't say. He's going mm. off on his own. He says, is this a symptom of San Francisco's pricey cost? Maybe. No. I think more has more in line with the fact that traditional games media is dying and people are going off to do their own, their own things. And I think that's great. So the next evolution. One day what we do will be dead too. <gasps> that's the way it goes. We'll be doing something different. Yep. I'll be on the up and up. Do you think it'll involve lightsabers? No. It'll probably involve six Do you think videos. it'll invite involve this? Potentially. Look at this. Roll the clip. Oh, I'm there excited goes. for there this. There it goes. <laughs> yes. Look how scared he looks. Tested in Moscow. That's a little disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Oh, my God. The FCC's all got all these restrictions. This is pretty cool. This guy's got some balls driving that inside. Oh, you don't want wind touch to this. Yeah, but he almost took his head off on one of those beams. What? I think the beams were really hot. No, watch that video again if you don't believe me. Obi-Wan Klenobi has the final one. It says, hey guys, recently started watching Neo Genesis Evangelion. Mm. And I'm really enjoying it. What are your thoughts on this series? Fantastic. Yeah, I haven't watched it forever. Yeah, we'll see when it actually ends. All right, that's it for the tips. I think that beam... Kevin, Tim, that's it for the tips. I don't have any more time for the tips. Done done with the tips. We're done with the tips. So, I'm going to do a little giveaway action right here. Are we not doing the Alex Trebek? No. Really? Can I, can I borrow your, your plug? Yes. By chance? Yes, you can. Thank you. There you go. Oh, sorry. Do you want to put it behind you? Hold on a second. No, it's just... There we go. Oh, there we go. Good um, the giveaway every day, you have four different ways you can win a video game digitally sent to you. One, being in the Twitch chat like you all are right now. Two, 
subscribe you to Twitch, which is pretty easy to do, especially if you have an Amazon Prime account. We can sign up for free once a month to a different channel, including ours. Third way, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and at the $2 or above level, you're automatically entered for giveaways. Or four, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames and do the same thing. Four chances to win, Colin. How exciting is that? I mean, it's exciting. It's four times more than you deserve. Yes, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Today we're giving away Towerfall Ascension on the Xbox One. Wait, is it too early? No, 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 no. Well, a little bit. But the winner is from patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and his name is Mateus Nelson. Congratulations, Mateus Nelson. You have won. Towerfall Ascension on the Xbox One. Fantastic game. Lots of fun. It is a, it is a fantastic game. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with you mm. and, mm. Say that it, and say that you're a liar about that. Yes. A liar, I am not. Going to read some things in the chat for a bit. We'll do the, the old three and three, as they say. Three and normal. Yeah, three, three and three. And, uh, it's a two, it's, it comes from the two and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Chuck Woolery, for all of you, you old people out there. There's some old people out there. One thing in the chat here is a, a Polygon article. The Fate of the Furious is reportedly 160 minutes long. It's two hours and Thank That's almost three God. hours of Vin Diesel. Fuck yes. It's like Gods and Generals. Oh my God, I love it. But good. Oh, I love gods it. Gods and Generals is rough. This is going to be great. It's a rough one. I had to go see every history movie at some point in my life. Yeah. Star Wars, Ooh. Rogue like One, Glory? a Star Wars story was only two hours and 13 minutes. That's it's, really sad. It's fucking excessive. Oh, I love it, though. I'm sure you do. I do so much. They're adding so many characters in this one. We're going to get introduced to Helen Mirren, the mother of the bad guys from the last two nice. movies. How fucking perfect is that? I haven't seen that? a Fast and the Furious movie in, since the second or third one, I think. I think it was the last one I saw. The one that took place in Japan. Was that there was one in the, Japan? Tokyo Drift, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I saw that one. Yeah. A lot of people say that's the best one, so good for you. A lot of people you. do. Really? Yeah. No. It's my favorite. No. He doesn't really? mean it's it. Actually he my doesn't favorite. mean it. I do mean it. No. Six was the best one. Six? Six yeah. wasn't the best one. We're not getting into this. Right. I mean, it was, it was pretty good. You know what? Right. No, seven was the best one. Next Team Crash says, Tim, if Crash Bandicoot comes to Xbox, do you think it'll feel like blasphemy? Hashtag save the Bandicoot from Xbox. No, nah, man. I'm all about spreading the love. Like, this is one of those few times where it's like, it being exclusive is not going to help the game. It being non-exclusive is going to help the franchise. So I'm all about it, man. Share the love. Let's get the Bandicoot where he needs to be. Back. Middle of on says, Colin, thoughts on Sam Harris. Also, Neil deGrasse Tyson just did an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast, and I highly Sam recommend Harris. you listen to it. Absolutely fascinating. Sam Harris. Oh, I've heard of this guy. I don't know anything about him. Sorry. No thoughts on Sam Harris. Rabbit on Strike says, are you guys concerned about there not being any news on the Switch Virtual Console? I'm not concerned. I was concerned when they didn't talk about it at the conference, but now that they haven't talked about it, it's pretty obvious they're just not going to talk about it until they have something to say. Like, it's just like... It, oh, it's, my God. This, thing this is, is a so soft ridic- launch. It's, it's so, coming out. It's so ridiculous. It's going to be what it is. It's and so haters ridiculous. haters are going to hate. I got People mine. I got mine coming. are going to have a lot of fun. Call me a hater, but... World. Yeah. But I bought one. Mm-hmm. So I can play that fucking Zelda game. Hell yeah. Better be good. Hell yeah. Better be good! I'm real concerned that... Horizon. Personally, Zelda and Horizon are going to injure each other. Because there's, I didn't get what I wanted out of Horizon because I wanted it to be Zelda. And I have a feeling that playing Zelda, I'm going to be like, I'm about this to, ain't Horizon. I'm about to blow you guys' minds. You ready for this one? It's a decent chance Horizon sells more copies than Zelda. 
I wouldn't be surprised. The horizon between Wii U and yep and so the horizon the horizon. So Greg made fun of me or, or not made fun of me, but disagreed with me on PS I Love You, where I was I was like, Horizon will sell somewhere between like six and ten million units. I think I said, and lo and behold, Super Data Research says that it's probably good for about eight million sold. I don't know that Zelda can reach that simply I don't because think it can. just because uh, this, two million max on Switch right. plus. The Wii, Wii U, but so many of that audience are going to transfer over to Switch anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's you're right. Be, I think that's... Uh, which is kind of... I mean, but it's also worth, it's worth keeping in context though, that Zelda never really sells that well. The last yeah. Zelda that sold actually extraordinarily well was 19 years ago. It was Ocarina of Time. And actually, Majora's Mask sold pretty well too, but like Twilight Princess did fine. That's in like the 8 million region, I think. But actually, Skyward Sword, I think, got outsold by Uncharted 3, like 2 to 1. So it's not like a huge surprise there. I think it's just the proliferation of, like you said, no Switches. I think some people are kind of wa- you know, waning on Wii U. Yeah, and so if the numbers with Horizon hold, Horizon deserves sales like that. Horizon is going to be the next big thing for Sony. So it's it's uh, we'll see how that all shakes out. The good news is yeah, that they're both like we know Horizon's great. Um, my assumption is that Zelda is going to be awesome. So mm-hmm. uh, I can't imagine it not being awesome. What a but I mean, what, just a disa- looking, what a disaster if it's not good. Just looking at it though, I mean, Horizon is it's fucking breathtaking. It is such a technical accomplishment. Where and then you look at Zelda, and I'm like, why aren't you this? Mm-hmm. Just visually, like, oh my god! I mean, that's why I said everyone. People still bring it's it up to me. I'm like, when I played it at, at E3, I'm like, I mean, I'm like, this is obviously gonna be fun. Um, you know, Zelda's Zelda, and we enjoy that, but it certainly looks dated. Um, it and, does. I like the art style. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the concept art of it, right? But yeah, looking at it, I'm like, it, it feels kind of empty, and I'm not against that necessarily. Like, even Zelda One was empty, but like that didn't take away from it. Yeah, that was an NES game, but it's also kind of the charm of mm-hmm. what Zelda is. Like you don't need to have hella people around, but but Horizon, man, that shit looks fucking great. I'm telling so. you guys, and you know, for those that don't listen to PS, I love you. We did a games cast, which I think will go up tomorrow ish. Uh, we talked a little bit about your thoughts with Horizon. Just want to reiterate that game is fucking fantastic. Like I really, really think that that game is extraordinarily good. Uh, I think people are really gonna like it a lot. I mean, the reviews say very excited. The same. Very excited for people to play it. And likewise, I assume, I don't know when the Zelda embargo is, um, you know, we have it, um, but I'm waiting for, I'll just get it in them. I'm, I'm really trying to save it for when we go to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, my assumption, my, 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 my Metacritic prediction of Zelda, 86. That's my, meta, my Metacritic so prediction. So here's, here's the thing. So speaking of Metacritic, Luker8125 says, hey Colin and Tim, Horizon's sitting at an 88 right now on Metacritic. Do you think it will go up or down after launch? Down, it can only go down. That's yeah, the problem. Is like once you get those main outlets, like everything else is just. It's people have to understand that there's a, a that Metacritic is weighted, um, like IGN and GameSpot, uh, and a few others are weighted way more than another group outlets which are weighted way more. Those guys always get their shit out early. So um, even if, and I know this only because I was a critic. So we, we, I looked at Metacritic and I was interested in it after everything went up to see where my score kind of settled mm-hmm. uh, compared to everyone else's. Maybe a week afterwards, Metacritic scores never go up. Yeah, so I, I'd be shocked. I, I do feel like it deserves more than an 88. 88's high, but this game, I feel, deserves at least a 9 on that, or a 90 on that, that scale. Um, Zelda, I don't know, Zelda's hard with Metacritic because there's so much baggage that goes into reviewing a Zelda game, I think in both ways, where I think that regardless of even playing it, I think people are going to give it 10s, and I think people are going to give it 7s. Just because of what they're bringing into the table on it. Yeah, I, I wonder if the expectations are going to help or hurt it this time around because the game was in development for so long. It's also a it's also a response, I think, design wise to Western role playing games. So I think now you're going to be able to now you have to compare it to these games. And mm. I, I don't I don't know that Zelda can stand toe to toe with The Witcher Three and stand toe to toe with Horizon and stuff like that. I just don't know that it's possible. But but 
We'll see. We got to judge it based on this. It's going to have its own unique charm. There's no doubt yep. about it. My my thing is, I'm really hoping that the that there are dungeons in some type of traditional sense, or that the new shrines or whatever do have that magic that Zelda dungeons mm. have, because that is the thing that I thought Horizon lacked was real moments where I feel accomplished, and it feels more like I'm going through the story. Of yeah, it. I agree. But again, that's why I think that both games are going to negatively affect my time with both of them. I wish that they were separated a bit more. Like, I think it would have been nice if Zelda came out and then Horizon in the fall or vice versa. Right. But here we are. Real Radic 13 says, Colin, what are your thoughts on the all-star NBA players believing that the earth is flat? Do you think it will start a dangerous new trend of people believing something that isn't true? No, I don't think people really believe that. So, I mean, this, 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 this is an old argument, too, that the earth is flat thing. Some, some rapper or something a while ago was having like a, some sort of like Twitter conflict with like Neil deGrasse Tyson or something about it. No one believes that. But Colin... It's observable in the natural world. Colin, you don't need to have space, like pictures from space of the Earth. The, the ancients knew the Earth was, was a globe. The universe is flat, Colin. Well, a plane of the universe is flat, but when no, you put all the planes together... No, the whole universe not, is flat. No. Mm. This is... Come on, Colin. All right, let's get into sub-only chat. <sighs> like, 3,000 years ago, the ancients knew that the world was a, a globe. No one believed... Like, one of the great... One of the great... And I'm sure... A lot of you know this, but one of the great uh, like myths of even the age of exploration is like Columbus and his people thought they were going to fall off the edge of the earth. No, they didn't. They saw that the hori- that, that things fell off the horizon. They went past the horizon, and the only fucking explanation was that the earth was round. They're, they weren't dumb. Anyway. Rabbit on Strike strikes back and says, following my last question, when do you think the Switch Virtual Console will arrive, and what games do you expect to see first? Who even cares anymore? That's the thing. I'm interested <laughs> in this because I... I doubt that there'll be virtual console the day it launches, and I think that that's why people are so, oh, how we heard about it. It's like, it's not going to be there. I think it will, there'll be a direct at some point, and they're going to be like, here's the games, and that's going to be the game changer of what happens, because that could be like, GameCube games are coming, you're getting the rumored Melee and Luigi's Mansion and um, Mario Sunshine and all that stuff, and it's like, that's when the Switch starts getting really fucking awesome, and I feel like that is the, all the issues that I have with the, the Switch conference and stuff, can be answered pretty easily. Mm. They just need to answer them, and they just need to answer them quickly. Because if they do the shit where it's like, here's Mario Bros. 1, three months later. Here's Mario Bros. 3, five months later. Oh, here's here's 2. It's like, no, guys. We've done this for 15 years now. I mean, here's, here's the thing everyone has to prepare themselves for, and this is just the reality of the situation. Prepare yourselves to not play the Switch very much. That's just, not just, true. Just, just letting you all know, unless you want to play, you know, uh, this guy of five... <laughs> Which came to PS4 like three years ago. Or, uh, I don't know, like some game with a silly name from Square Enix. That looks pretty good, actually. That game looks fucking fantastic. That will definitely not only be on the Switch. So, don't know if Square Enix will make those mistakes again. Yeah. Maybe, I am really down, I'm really down on the Switch. I'm really down on the Switch's prospects. Like, I just don't, I don't know how anyone, I'm not saying there's not going to be good games. I'm buying one. I want to play Zelda. I want to play Mario and et cetera. And so, I love the virtual console. It's going to replace so. your Vita if you let it. Nothing can replace the Vita. But but I'm really down on his prospects. I just don't see how anyone can possibly be really that excited about this thing. Like I think I, like I just don't get how anyone can possibly be that excited about the Switch. Just don't understand. It's not for me. But for some reason, I'm still buying one. Shit. Oh, fuck, that was a good one. All right. Uh, Jose Emmy ninety two says, any tips going to a general admission concert? Participate in mosh pits or no? Just wondering because I'm going to see Metallica soon. Ooh, that would be a great show. 
Uh, when I was younger, I used to get kind of crazy with it. Ramon was really crazy. Mosh, mosh pits can be scary, so prepare yourself. You know, you're going to get bruised mm -hmm. at some point. But my thing is, if you really care about the music, I'm all about the getting the experience. Get fucking in there. The people standing in the back trying to be cool, you're not going to have as good of a time as the people that are in the action, freaking feeling it, standing there for seven hours, jammed up against people sweating and shit. It's like the moments of discomfort, when you think back to that concert in years later, you're not going to think about how hot and sweaty you are. You're going to think of how fucking awesome it was. Yeah, moshing is, I mean, and all that kind of stuff. Just being on, I mean, I always just like being on the floor. I'm too old for the, for the, for the collision uh, of it all anymore. But I love that. I mean, Ramon used to be a stage diver. He used to really get up, get up there and, and do his thing. Mm. It's fun. I mean, being young and, and, and brash at concerts is, is one of the fun things. I'm, I love going to live shows. Enjoy yourself. Metallica, that's going to be great. Let's see. Oh, God. ZMD113 says concerts are the worst. What? Are you nuts? Going to a live show with a band you love that's great live is like some of the best things yeah, really, you can possibly do. It really is. Crazy. One of the best things in the entire crazy. fucking world. Uh, and finally, Fanatic Gamer 1986 says, any thoughts on the kind of funny morning show being number two on iTunes? We'll link to this iTunes chart that uh, for games and hobbies, we're, we're right behind Car Talk, which it's really, I don't fucking understand how these charts work. They're bullshit. Like, I think that we're only there because we release things daily and that these charts are an at-the-moment thing, so we're just consistently there. So yeah, I'm not surprised that the morning show's there, because PS I Love You released yesterday, so it's there. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Gamescast, when it comes out, it's there. It's like... The only thing that's interesting about this, and I've, I mean, we've been very self, uh, you know, very demeaning to ourselves about this, is that Car Talk hasn't even had a new episode in years. And it still just dominates. Yeah. Like, one of the guys is dead. You know, like... Car Talk fucking rules. If you guys have listened to one show, don't let it be this one. Let it be Car Talk. Because <laughs> it's way better. I don't even own a car. I don't drive a car. I don't know anything about cars. I used to love that show. Those guys are so fucking funny. They don't even try to be funny. They just know how to do it. You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? They just mm -hmm. know how to be. I know what you're saying. All right, Cole. All right. We're done for the day. All right. Let me make sure. Should, we, should I read the uh, Read the subs the and resubs subs and all that shit. All right. If I read your name, you're a new sub or resub here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We appreciate you very much. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Cody Butler. Captain Tutu says, eight long, hard, and girthy months with you beautiful men. Keep up the great work. Digital Main says, Kevin, please wear the red hat for one moment. No. Born Again says, Sony always wins, baby. The PS4, that shit is slick and black. I mean, oh, no, that's, that's, that's the tip. I'm sorry. I read that. I read that tip. You got fucking bang for your buck today. Born against. Born against. Chick Z11. The timid terrapin. Terrapins are turtles. Says, go team. Big McHaggis. Says loving all you boys do. Keep fucking that chicken hail Colin. Short fuse 06. Zizu79. Arrow Z. Mach Eufuron. Gold Persona. Hayden likes gold. Goody Will. Ninja Kraken. Mal James Jr. Holy cow, it's Chris. Digital Samson says kinda. Funny. Plain Jane Francis says five months. Hashtag Plain Jane Francis. Hashtag send nudes. Yes. Shake Preman. Big Bad Beluga says, I've spent two years with you beautiful dudes and here's to many more. Also, can you guys move the day kind of funny live? Three tickets go on live so my wallet doesn't die on March 1st. Please and thanks. No. XOXO. Nope, we can't do that. I hope your wallet does die because it's worth it. Willie Watt. Tyson Rhino says, 11 months now. Still wondering what I'm doing with my life. You and me both. Tiberius the Cat. Sticky112. Celeborn 1987. CityGov. Raider Ruckus says, take this Amazon monies. D-Pad 420, Thank Rocky you. TT underscore, Sephron, Jay Samper 10, 
Rickane503, no cheese, please. Ooh. Coup Patrol. Uh, Slowsteel86, Nick the Mage. Leg, I guess. Uh, bang, zoom, straight to the moon. Yep. Scott Tremper says, great show as usual. P.S. Colin, did you see 311's crowdfunding campaign for the next album launch day? I did see that. Fuck that. D. Finney. These guys are millionaires, by the way. They don't need to crowdfund anything. Who cares? And they should stop, the and they should stop making records because it's diluting their live shows. I don't want to hear anything that was even fucking made since 2003. And now they keep releasing these records, and now when I go see them this summer, they're going to have to play five songs off that record, which means it's going to bounce five good songs off the fucking thing. Nonetheless. Micah Man, yeah. Slim Shady 296 says, jumping back on that Twitch Prime subscription. Sorry for letting it lapse, guys. It will never happen again. Will Lola stop Thank chasing you. me now? No. The Ice 27 says, sorry for the promo, Colin. You should be. Wise Skitch, Medin 89, for Tony Blazit. Adam Blaine says, Colin, taking back Sunday or brand new, are you aware of the beef between the bands and how their albums respond to each other? Cheers, guys. I'm, long, I'm from Long Island. Of course I'm aware. Uh, brand new is my choice. ANF0012 says, five months, my dude. My dude's been there since the Beyond Days, and I'm glad I could support kind of funny games. Love and Thank peace and bongos. Much. Straight Loken says, Woot. Havoc 45, the Hylian legend. Shrimp, Trimper, I don't know, 83 says, Thank you for this Trimper. amazing show. I hope you guys write off all your work lunches each day. Justified says, pronounced Justified. Mikey 1622, Balmung 68, and Average Josh. That is it, Tim. Average Josh. He's the guy with the Doug avatar. Yep. Yeah. That's all there is. That's it. Until tomorrow. We'll see you later. Adios. Cut the feed.